Hello, welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 172. It is your pal, Brian, and I am just doing a quick intro here because this is part two of our interview with our pal, Frank. Hopefully you saw or listened to part one already, episode number 171. It was a good time. We got through the Apre today, Gondola, and Ski News, and now we're rolling into the main topic, so we hope you enjoy it. Check it out. All right, boys. Now it's time to finally roll into the main topic three and a half hours later. So our main topic, it's Frank, but we're also, we want to discuss the elephant story in the room, which of course, we'll start with that. Go with Vail Resorts. Vail Resorts. Doing what Vail Resorts does. Well, let's do the count. Counterpoint. I mean, because I tell you, I yes, it's I easy. Feel so it, bad about this. It's very easy to be the hey man, I hate Veil buying everything up. It's super easy to be that guy. It's also super easy to be. I've got an Epic Pass. So this is great for me. So we're gonna we're gonna chat it out. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna point counterpoint this. So if you haven't heard the news, Vail Resorts announced this past week that they are purchasing all the resorts uh, from Peak Resorts. Which fucking Hunter, New York, son of a bitch. Right after they expanded last year. Which was owned by the people that, that which was owned by the people that were distributing oxycotton. <laughs> and after that really? guy died. Yeah, the uh so the family that owned uh Peak Resorts was they made they got rich on um oxycotton and they're getting sued like a motherfucker. So they unload some stuff. So that's why they sold it off. That's the speculation of why they sold it, but yeah, they got a ton really? of really. Oh no, yeah. kid! I didn't know that. Oh, I was, I was digging in this afternoon, saying, you know, what's the what's the good and the bad of it? And I'm like, because think about it, like, so I'll start with my little counterpoint. Well, before we even get into that, let's explain like right, what go. resorts are part of Peak. Um, so yes. Peak resorts are mostly in the east and the Midwest. So the crown jewel, besides Hunter, obviously, is probably would you call it Mount Snow? I'd say Mount Snow, probably. Mount Snow, but then you also have oh, Attitude and Wildcat. Yeah. Uh, in those New Hampshire. Yeah, those are pretty big in New Hampshire. Crotched Mountain in New Hampshire. Crotched. Lib- it crotched. Liberty Mountain, Round Top, Whitetail, Jack Frost, Big Boulder in Pennsylvania, Alpine Valley, Brian. Boston Mill. Uh, yeah. uh, crotched and Wildcat, and those were very well represented in um, when we went to Boston Ski Show. Yes. That was. Yeah. And those are resorts I have to get up to because, you know, I made, uh, you know, we talked about it. We had some, um, some emails back and forth to some, some listeners a few months ago. And, you know, they, uh, they brought some things up to us and to me specifically that kind of hit close to home. And I'm like, you know what, you make a good point. We got to expand our reach and, and try some other places and, you know, get a, uh, a more diverse vibe for our, um, our audience to enjoy. Anyway. So we've also got, Alpine Valley, Boston Mills, Brandywine, and Mad River Mountain in Ohio. I didn't realize there were that many ski resorts in Ohio because when I think of Ohio, I think flat, flat, yeah, and meth. Was there flat. a um, <laughs> was there a garbage dump they turned into a, a ski run? Um, they're attempting that in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. That's gonna happen, dude. Freaking Arthur Kill should be the. Staten Island should have the biggest ski run on earth right now. Seriously, right? Just keep stacking it up. Why? Yes, why don't go wide? Go high. Yeah. What the hell? We also got ski run. 
So Hidden Valley and Snow Creek in Missouri and Paoli Peaks in Indiana, which again, didn't realize Indiana. there was skiing in Indiana, but wow. there's, there is. So all those got sold to Vail Resorts and it looks like they'll be part of the Epic Pass starting in 1920. Now, I guess uh, my first point, and I'm, I'm not even making a point or an argument. I'm just saying now, if you were a Mount, to say you're a Mount Snow season pass holder, um, I mean, what was the season pass there like? Six hundred bucks, maybe. Do they have? No, no they're spent, they're pretty pricey. I think Mount when we were legit. There, which is way back. I think they were already eight nine hundred bucks, weren't was they? Was it really? I don't think it was. No, that yeah. Much, I know Mount, we got the Mount um, Snow is apparently a legit place. Got, I've never been, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. We did a ski house there for like three years and I thought it was like, we used to get early season, like when, like when the season ended, you bought the pass because you're like, fuck, we're doing it. We do it the next year. We get it like four, four to 600 bucks, but I think it was eight, 900 bucks. If you I've never it. been, what's it like? <laughs> Honestly, I was like, realistically, what, uh, can you give a quick like review of Matt Snell? Mount Snow's pretty good. I gotta say, eight forty nine. They're saying eight forty now. Right now is the eight uh, the season pass. Thirty I years and older. Like four to six hundred bucks, right? All right. So, um, if you were, <sighs> I would right, say, have you have you been to Okino, Burlington, Okino yeah. in Vermont? Yeah. All right. Imagine seventy five percent of Okimo. Okay. Mount Snow. So it's okay. I feel Mount Snow is bigger than Okimo. No. Well, I'm talking in terms of like vertical and challenge yeah. okay. and it's kind of that same it's it's very like uh, family oriented like an okimo would be um it's oh mount snow is probably the most family oriented right they get the big like eh, okimo probably thing. is is it but I'm yeah I, i'd say mount snow is, is definitely that same kind of vibe it's, it's so a girl would not beat her uh definitely not she she's she's on that single chair up in mad river man Oh, single chair. <laughs> She's a single oh, chair kind of so, gal. Uh, so she just likes to just ski on the hardwood with barely any coverage on it. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's it. Okay. She's rough. She drinks alone. Mm. All right, I see <laughs> but, where you're going with But it. so Mount Snow, it's a, you know, because again, we were really just getting back into skiing and for us, it was perfect. Like, you know, it was it was challenging enough. There's, there's definitely some funky stuff over there. It's um, cool terrain there. I gotta say, there's different... And if you're going with like a mixed crew, I think it's a it's a great spot, especially if you're coming from the from New York, New, New Jersey area, because it is the closest big mountain when you go up that way. Um, they did a, a trip. They did know? a great job with the the bars and restaurants, though. They they've really improved that over the last couple of years. That station tap room is still one of my favorite bars in yeah. Vermont. I love that place. And they were one of the first in North America to have the bubble lift. They were the, the first, I think. The first, yeah. Yeah. Um, How do we yeah. get in this topic? I forgot. Vale Resorts buying Peak Resorts mm. this past week. And that's, we're thinking that's probably the crown jewel is the mouth snow. Is that really it? I It sounds funny, but I think Hunter is a crown jewel. You know, Hunter probably for the proximity. See, the problem with Hunter. Dude, though, I'm talking about revenue. You're talking about money, man. I'm, I think well, that they're talking about revenue potential for Hunter is is immense, but they haven't put shit into that place. Well, they did so, last right, year finally. So they can do it. And, and this just, is why uh, I like this, this whole purchase because nobody's fucking put money into there. Like, that's what they need. They need a big cash infusion. That's well, they, just, they just did a big that. expansion last year. Now, uh, Hunter. So, they had new owners. 
Not many right. people notice, but there's actually a decent amount of backcountry at Hunter if you know where to go. I'm not gonna tell you where, but if you know where to go, there's a decent amount of backcountry there. Really? And you could and you can definitely and they can definitely expand into that area. And if you do expand into that area, that becomes actually a decent side resort and definitely enough to steer people away from going to at least the southern Vermont resorts. Now, the central to northern Vermont resorts have the better snow quality, but the southern Vermont resorts don't. And I would definitely go to Hunter if it expanded and had the capacity to uh, at least blow and upkeep that much more terrain and have a nice village and everything instead of taking the extra trek up of another two and a half hours. They can do, they can make a lot of damage with that. I think the potential is there with a big investor like Vale. Well, the problem is that you would, and so would a lot of other people. Exactly. That's the thing is mitigating that crowd would be. But but, but, but what sounds bad to us sounds like ka-ching, ka-ching to them. Very true. And that's, and that's sort of, you know, the, uh, the epic model. Yeah, you know, is uh is to get as many people on that mountain as possible because you know we talked about more. We were talking about Vail last year and the trip out there is that you know it's it's a great mountain. It's there's tons of fun terrain. It's beautiful, but so many people are just there because they buy that pass and like yeah you know we'll just go for a couple hours or we'll go for you know any anytime they have free time because they're not paying two hundred bucks for the pass. They paid that eight hundred bucks for the whole season. Also, the only restricting factor on that mountain is the. uh federal slash uh, state land to the east and west of the mountain to which if you talk to the right people, I'm sure those restrictions would just magically vanish. Wait, in New York? Money would, and money would talk? and No. That, that would never happen. right to me. No, no, never. That, that's not going to happen. Those mountains are magically not going to become part of the resort. This land is your land. This land is my land. From Hunter Mountain to Crotchet Mountain. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. The crotch. Let's get the crotch. (laughs) The crotch, man. Get in in the crotch. Get in the crotch. crotch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I wonder if the Sackler family which was the big Oxycontin people. They're the ones that own peak resorts, right? Motherfucker, so I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So they're bowing out. Now I'm wondering, were they distributing Oxycontin? Because I haven't been to fucking Mount Snow for a while. Dude, everyone who came down on that sled, they're just God damn. giving them Oxy. No pain. No pain, no pain. That was the saying. Yeah. Listen, so, so you know how like, uh, so you know how like everybody like, uh, claims that Pharma puts in a bunch of like basically headlines to go against like the whole marijuana industry so that Pharma can get their own products out there against the you know uh, right. pro benefits of marijuana etc mm-hmm. do you think that maybe just maybe that the marijuana industry is doing the same thing with like Oxycontin Nope. Meaning, me, meaning, meaning, hold on. I know the answer is no. Oxy's are fine, man. <laughs> but meaning that, like, Oxy's maybe perhaps, meaning that there's somebody there with like a fucking broken arm who really needs fucking Oxycontin, who can't get more than five pills and his arm is hurting like a motherfucker because it's like literally sliced off. 
<laughs> and he's like here like no way man he's and he's he's smoking a joint and he's all paranoid as fuck because his arms hanging off like i mean funny, are perhaps both sides playing against each other is all i'm trying to say is that possibility even there i'm just you know saying what? i'm sure i'm gonna fall off eat this gummy motherfucker that's it <laughs> yeah I mean, it's only hanging by your skin here have this gummy bear you're I don't fine know if, i don't know if big weed has that pull as much as uh you don't think you don't think like a fucking multi-billion dollar industry has a pool i'm sure they got some pool i'm sure but i i doubt it's as convincing as uh as the reefer madness crowd backed by the pharmaceutical industry but yeah i'm sure everyone hey listen everyone's powder right everyone's trying to get everyone's trying to make money I'm aware of the big problems with addiction with like oxycontin and that leading to you know fucking crack and heroin and everything else um however i'm also saying that perhaps uh if your arm is broken and hanging off your skin oxycontin is better than weed i'm just saying i'm just saying that that type of pain level that's 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 why they cut it with everything to make freaking you know vicodin and all the other shit right a little bit yeah, just how, a little bit. Think of what wonderful times we are now. Like back in the day, like what would they have done to you? They would have like uh, probably just back in the day we would have gone to an opium house and been there for like a week trying to get over a fucking headache. We're talking about like the Civil War. Like here are like the um, Civil War doctors. What they would do, just like sawing people's legs off and like, yeah, hey, I'll be fine. Cauterizing it with uh, you know, like, right on this piece. Yeah, we uh, we got it pretty good now that we can actually start bitching about you know the pharmaceutical industry fighting against legalization of marijuana and all the positive benefits think about it this way if there's a heaven and these people from like the 1800s are there they're like these fucking people are bitching about this and that driving them nuts well i was joking today i was joking today at work because um they had a party for someone um having a baby and they had uh this is called shower if if you're one of those semantic people. So they brought in all these, like there's this famous donut company in New York city. They do like these little mini, like munchkin looking donuts and they have like dipping sauces that come with it. And I was, I said somebody, it was like a hazelnut, like a Nutella dipping sauce. And like a caramel so there's dipping not enough sugar in the fucking donut, right? <laughs> I was saying, you know, 20 or what is it? Um, less than like a hundred years ago, people were waiting in line for bread because they were starving. And now we have dipping sauces for our fucking donuts. <laughs> And now people are like, I can't eat this fucking bread that people would wait in line for because I need my fucking dipping sauces. Is it gluten free? I think we're like all like Cartman fucking in this world, right? Fucking, I need dipping sauces. My favorite. I don't know what's going on there, but it's a it's a good look for Frank right now. My favorite. <laughs> I still love it when Cartman had the restaurant and he was like farting in all the, uh, the burgers. Ah, yeah. Got these flavored Aspergers. <laughs> Asperger's. Like my God, there's. Like, I'm tasting sushi and pizza in this hamburger. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right. Anyway, so Powder Magazine did a an article about Dale, and they actually were talking about do you like it or hate it. And they actually the the person writing this said, um, you know, uh, when Bale scoops up another mountain property, I'm quoting it. Um, Skiers express worry about the looming demise of the unique locally owned indie skiers. But this time I'm cheering for Vale. He's like, because peak is like currently on top of the investor, you know, loop and the Sackler family who owns Purdue pharma is being sued for their, 
for the aggressive advertising of their addictive painkiller Oxycontin while making their personal fortune. So they're embroiled in multiple lawsuits for eventually fueling, fueling the nation's opioid crisis. So they're dumping this because I guess they had extra money. They parked it here and now they're dumping it because they're like, we got to fucking fuel these lawsuits that are coming at us. So well, how, about, um, how about we flip Frank's script right now? And what about, how about big weed was behind the scenes over the last decade, putting out all this propaganda against opioids and the Sackler family and Purdue Pharma, the good pokes at big weed combined with Vail, all both from Colorado, putting this whole campaign together in order to get those resorts from the Sackler family. To which, to which big weed is the same as Budweiser and everybody else investing oh. into it, such as Constellation and blah, blah, blah. It's just like Breaking Bad when he's like, I'm doing this for my family. And at the end, he's like, you know, I was just doing it for myself. That's right. That's what I love when people are like, oh man, I love this microbrew. It's so good. And fuck the big ones. And I'm like, you know, they're owned by a microbrew right now. InBev owns them. Space Dust. Space Dust. Which, dude. by the way, I, you, may, you might want to hate Vale as much as you want. And you can hate Hunter as much as you want. But one thing everybody could agree on is that not the mountain, not the skiing, not anything else, but the actual town itself of Hunter, New York, I'm sorry, but it fucking sucks ass. So this is the best thing that could ever fucking happen to you. An actual huge corporation just bought your mountain and is going to make your town filthy fucking rich and actually make your town a legitimate town for people to want to fucking visit outside of your fucking broken homes and everything else. So you may not like what I just said, but you know it's fucking true. So fuck you. I'm just I think saying. it's great because, you know, Vail, they, they want to make money. So they're going to take these these properties and they're going to invest the money that should be invested. Because a lot of these, you know, mom and pops are like, hey, you know what? We're going to try to do what we can do. And that's great. But they don't have the, the coin to invest. And I tell you what, you know, we talk a lot about like the first time we skied and it was magical. And you know what? It was magical for the time we were. But it doesn't mean that because they haven't done anything since that it's still a magical place. It could be a dumpster fire and we're just not seeing it because honestly, some of the places I used to ski, I don't want to ever go back to, you know? Yeah. So you have a memory of them. That's great. But that memory is frozen in time because it's not the same. I mean, you might be, your stomach might turn going to these places and saying, nobody's invested shit in this place. You know, the scene's dangerous. The, the, the resort sucks. And honestly, we've become a little bit more prima donnas as, we, as we've gotten older and, and the, the younger generations, they're used to more, less rustic, more amenable accommodations when they go someplace, right? You want all your amenities. You don't want to have like no hot tub and, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. It, it's, there's definitely positives and negatives. So whenever you get the, bought up by a, by a Vail resorts and you know, one of the nice things is, you know, again, those smaller mountains that don't have, you know, they don't have the capacity, blood, right? What's that? <laughs> J peak. How are they doing? I, that's a whole different thing though. There was a lot of corruption there, but and I'm not saying it won't happen a hunter, but you're right. There's a lot of positive. The, the big positive is that some of those like cool spots. So like, you know, Hunter actually ha- does have a lot of cool, like, small local, like, bars and things like that. And I think that those will actually sort of 
vibe. Like not like like a like a apocalypse happening or anything but i think those will actually probably benefit from the buyout because i think they'll have more people there and they'll be like oh wow look at this like old school charm the shitty places that probably shouldn't have survived in the first place will probably die out but the ones that are actually a legitimate place and like like have a good service are probably going to prosper a lot from this Right, well, but like, the, shitty like, places, like, the shitty places some people have fond memories about. That doesn't mean that they should stay just because they've been there. You know what I mean? Like, like things change. You know, things definitely change. But you know what? There are certain places that do have that kind of like independent vibe, like a Magic Mountain in Vermont. Like that place is fantastic. It's just it's it's old school, but they just they update things when they can. Like they're putting that new lift in right now, the new quad. That's replacing the black line and it's going to make it better, but it's, it's not, they don't want to change too much. They want to keep things the way things have always been. And there's some, there is definitely a charm to that, but there's also a charm to being bought up by a veil and being able to finally get like, maybe you're just barely breaking even. And now you're going to get that injection of cash. That's going to allow you to improve maybe your lifts or um, your, your snowmaking equipment. That's going to make the experience better for the customer. And at the end of the day, have like you guys seen that? By the way, Magic Mountain. I've never been. I uh, Mount Snow and Magic Mountain. I hear so many good things about, yet never been, and I always wondered how how they are. I went to Magic. Year, I went to Magic the first time back in January, and okay. it, was, it was awesome. Like again, it's not. It's a it's a small mountain, but it's gnarly. Like it's the the top part is really steep and really gnarly, and they're not nice. open. They're closed Monday or fifth Tuesday. I think it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're closed. And we ski there on a Thursday. Thursday, they have throwbacks, $29 lift tickets. And again, it was closed the three days before, and it snowed almost a foot in those three days. So we had, there was 30 people on the mountain. There was great conditions, and there was nobody there. That's it was awesome. awesome. It was so awesome. So is it like a skiers mountain where like the, it's not really about their press ski? It's more it's more really just about like just like getting out there skiing, getting after goods and you get the fuck out, there. right? Yes, but the cool thing is they have right? the they have the black line tavern there, which is one of the best apres ski bars in New England. They have live bands playing, they got great beers on draft, good food. Uh it, it's really a charming place. No, dude. I actually saw a condo. For, I saw a condo for sale there this week. I'm like 164 thousand for a four bedroom condo. I'm like, well worth. You know what? It's a great center spot too because you can bounce. You're under an hour to Killington. It's a half an hour to Okemo. You can get over to New Hampshire really quick. Like it's a great and it's it's pretty close to you know the tri-state area. So you can get up there in in three and a half hours. So was was, uh, uh, was Rich talking about magic last year? I think he was right. Yeah, I don't think I he think got up there bigger. though. We were uh, no, he never been up there. He's he's usually a Mount Snow he's guy. A, he's a Stratton guy, right? Mount or, Snow. Mount Snow. Oh, Snow. Really a lot of mountains. Yeah, and Stratton. Yeah. Um, One of the guys that owned our ski house over in Mount Snow used to do magic once in a while. He used to rave about it. We're like, ah, whatever. And we were the assholes back then. We should have gone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so again. There's definitely positives and negatives. Um, but it's also too like, what do you want? in your experience, you know, if you're someone so I who- can understand about the negatives, like, so think about some of the negatives, right? So if they change things too dramatically, then people may be displaced or whatever. That's like, that's what life is these days, right? People get displaced all the time. There's a lot of changes going on. People are trying to make money, you know, don't like if you're in a ski town and you have one of those resorts that Vail 
bought. Aren't you happier if you if you own a business in that town? You're like, shit, yeah, exactly. a little bit more. That's my point, exactly. Yeah, because you know, so the people that live locally get a better mojo from that happening, right? Yeah. Well, again, it's it's probably not as good for the skiing experience because there's going to be more people on the mountain. But but if there's it, more mountain and more restaurants, then it's still the same experience, right? But only with different choices. Right. Well, now if you're if you own a condo and you rent it out, or if you're a business owner or a hotel owner or something, you're going to benefit tremendously because all those more skiers in the mountain are going to spend money and need places to stay. So, so that benefits them. So here's the thing with Vail getting bigger in the whole New England area, I think it makes it it raises it's pushing everybody to raise that level in New England in general because it's not anymore where you're like well this is the only only game in town hey i can go maybe another half hour and get to a resort that might be a little bit better for what i want to want to ski or or better amenities or whatever i don't know yeah and that too because you know now as a new england skier you can buy the epic pass you can get your your local places if you're you know mount snow or mount sunapee or any of those places and now you're incentivized to go oh well now i'll go out to a vale or um you know beaver creek or crested butte because it's also on the epic pass and you already have yeah it. i want everybody to go get the epic pass today and only ski those mountains i was thinking you about have an icon pass right I do have an icon pass. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about any of those mountains. Uh, I, I will not mention where I ski in the east because I don't want nobody there. Uh, you know, but uh, I'll always say that where I ski in the east is amazing and it's uh, my number second favorite place in the entire U.S. to ski in. And I will say where it is. It's just awesome. Well, they had stories about that last year, about the Epic Pass, like driving like a ton of people during the holidays, right? To like some of these ski mountains, which got totally flooded. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it I mean, changes. Everybody the, should, everybody flat. should just, uh, I mean, I think everybody should just go to Stowe and, uh, <laughs> you know, Hunter and that's it. Um, yeah. I just, that, that's where it should go. Just go to Whistler. Definitely. Everybody needs to go to Whistler for sure. <laughs> everybody must go there. Crotch definitely. mountain. Crotch, crotch Mountain. Yeah, crotch. definitely hit up Hunter, Crotch, all of those. Mount, crotch. Mount, Creek, Mount Creek, New Jersey. I don't know if anybody knows this, but there was an earthquake here recently. It's actually 12,000 feet now. And it has <laughs> it has quadruple black. They had to up the rating. It's just it's unbelievable. It's amazing. They actually get a foot of snow every night in the summer. It's amazing. Yeah, Mount they actually they get in the best ever. ever. They actually amazing. said the, the continental divide actually moved east, and it's right they did. there yeah, at yeah. where Mountain Creek is. And you know what they do? Mm-hmm. They limit the number of tickets. There's only a hundred people allowed on the mountain a day. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. the ton of plates has shifted. It's just, it's amazing. These are all reports we're hearing. Yeah, we can yeah, confirm mean, them, but this is what we're all, hearing. All reports. Yeah. Alleged, allegedly, Mountain Creek is the best place to ski, best one in the East. There's no second choice. Mountain Creek, Stowe, that's just Jay Peak, pretty much. Yeah, Jay Peak is definitely the best one. It's so warm at Jay Peak. Like, you don't even have to go with like a jacket. You can go to Jay Peak in shorts and a t shirt. It's amazing in the middle of January. And there's never a guy knocking the ice off of the top of the tram. Oh, that's magical. With with a wrench while you're on the tram. uh, Grindor or Dumbledore, Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck that guy was from. 
the the little dwarf guy from whatever Lord uh, of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings. Look like that guy, Gimli. Look yeah. like Gimli. Gimli. Came down, put yeah. the beard all like with great snow. groomers. They groom everything. Not that many trees, but good groomers. JP is the place to be. I love Go JP. For it. I gotta say, Go for it. JP is still not purchased by anybody. So I, I, now not I think, perfect. now is this gonna push Altera to buy JP? That's what I'm saying. Is this, are they gonna have to compete and make a move? Are they gonna put the big chip in and say, boom, Killington? Yeah, that would be... So here's my honest opinion about Jay Peak. I used to love Jay Peak. I used to go there a lot. I think that, I still think the mountain is great. It has a lot of hidden gems. Like the, you know, the woods are amazing. You cannot knock the woods. If you know oh, where woods, to go, man. that's where you go. It is just, it's sick. Um, once they had this whole, before this debacle, or right when this debacle just started, when they got the whole water park and everything else, yep. the whole aspect of the mountain changed, and it was not for the better. Um, with that said, JP is fucking cold. It just is. It's just fucking cold. It drives you can't take the cold. It is, yeah, it is brutally <laughs> cold though. Like if you go in March in JP, it's awesome. If you go to January in JP and there's nobody there, it, it's awesome because you can put up with the cold because the snow is so good. Yeah. Get but, the water park waiting for you when you're done though. Mid January, JP. Listen, I'm it's saying. fucking cold. It is the only mountain range within like a hundred miles, so it gets all the wind. It is fucking cold. So nobody should ever go to Jay Peak. You get what I'm I saying? I said the coldest place that were Whistler is cold as fuck and Tremblant was cold as fuck. Don't ever go to Jay Peak. It's awful. Everybody should stop going to Jay Peak. They should and never go. Become there. part of the icon pass and the price <laughs> should drop to hundred dollars a night. Don't go I think you're right. Week. I think you're right. That's what should happen in Jay Peak. Should be the own the J Pass. We can make that happen. Could we be the smoking J Pass. And again, I will never mention where I go in the east. Never. Never, ever. 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 Top secret. (laughs) But if you ski with me, I will show you some places that might drop you off on a bus and you'll end up back at your hotel room and you'll wake up again and you'll be ski again. In the water park? Nope. There's no water park there. There's no water park. Uh, No water park where I go. (laughs) Boom. They just go mad if I go. (laughs) Aha. Got it. So, any other thoughts, insights, opinions on the unveil on this purchase? I think I'm good. I'll have more insights as the as the week progresses. Sure. I think that, like you guys said, I think that uh, Icon is just going to announce their next buyout in the next month. It's going to happen before the beginning of next season, and they'll add another. Uh, they have to add another, you know, three to five resorts at the very least. Uh, two or three of them will be big bangers, and that'll pretty much be the story. And eventually, it's going to be two or three of them, just like the telecom industry, right? It's it AT&T, Verizon, and whatever T-Mobile slash Sprint, right? You're not yep. going to the small ones are not going to survive. It's just simple math, man. It's just what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. We still got the Mountain Collective Pass too. If that's your jam, but it's kind of. Uh, that's kind of a different thing. Yeah. yeah. Because there's some, some crossovers on that one, but 
yeah, I, uh, it, it really does seem like, yeah, there's only going to be like, everyone's going to be on either one of these passes at one point. And well, here's the thing we talk on passes. I mean, it's, it's come down to a point of not where you can get the best deal at what mountain. Now it's, Hey, let me get a pass. Cause I'm going to do these three mountains this year. And that's forcing that. Yeah. Depending on what pass you get determines where you're going to ski, not just, Oh, I'm going to go to the best yeah. place or I want to go here or there. And, yeah. you know, but look, but look at a basin. They dropped out of the Epic Pass because for them, yeah. the parking was so bad, they couldn't handle it. And they're like, you know what? Like, screw it. We're not going to do this anymore. Keep it honest. Have you ever gone to A-Basin? What's that? Have no. you ever gone to A-Basin? No. It, it's fucking cool. It's definitely a skier's mountain. You can tell why they had to drop out. If you've been, you know why they had to drop out. It's not a place meant to handle crowd. They like geographically cannot handle crowd. You can't really build in like more parking spaces there. It's like in. What's that crazy pass you got to drive through just to get to it, right? Yeah, you got to go over like uh, uh, Loveland to get there. And like, uh, and by the time you get there, there's just like a a certain area where you could park. but a Basin's really cool. It's got a cool little vibe to it. It's uh, it's just a, it's a skiers mountain. It's another one of those like little, like just you know hidden gems that like you gotta. Nobody really goes to it because the bigger guys are all around it. But when you go to it, it's got some really good snow, some really good aspects, some scary ass shit, and just it's fun. People love it. Yeah. People that, you know, locals love that mountain and you know, oh, it's, 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 it's cool. They have the guts to, to, to bail on that money from Vale and just do it. Say, you know what? We don't need you guys. We've got enough of, you know, enough fans, enough people who will come here, uh, despite all the other mountains around us. And we're just going back. We're shifting back. And I wonder if enough, you know, depending on how this goes over the next couple of years with the Epic versus Icon, how many others are going to do the same thing? You know, I skied a basin in the middle of May in a snowstorm, and I was there for work. And I just like just rented skis and went fucking skiing. It's awesome. It was awesome. I gotta believe though, like if you're able to withstand, you know, and you don't need that to survive. You don't need one of those passes to be part of it. You got a sweet spot. You can probably charge whatever the fuck you want, and people still come to see you because you're not gonna be inundated with with tons of people. You know. You know, I wonder how this is going to play out over the next, let's call it 20 years. Let's get weird and crazy. Now, you know, I'm sure if you look back 50 years ago, the idea of snowmaking probably seemed silly, superfluous. Like, I don't know when when snowmaking really became popular or necessary. I actually think, I think Hunter Mountain was actually one of the first, speaking of which, I'm not even joking. I think they were like one of the... uh pioneers or whatever the fuck it is oh yeah i I gotta look that up now that you're talking about it yeah i'm looking up first resort with snowmaking so it looks like uh 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 catskill resort i remember going there as a kid um they invented the snow can in 1950 but secured a patent sometime later in 52 grossinger's catskill resort hotel became the first in the world to use artificial snow snowmaking band began to be used extensively in the early 70s okay yeah so mid, mid 50s was in on hunter mountain during world war ii yeah wait 50s world war ii was done by 45 
And the same, but same during, right, obviously. Uh, but during the mid 50s, so a group of local businessmen, including Oxford Slotif, blah, 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 some fucking crazy German motherfucker, <laughs> revived the area's economy after the Great Depression, World War II, and the decline of cash flow tourism had caused long term economic distress. Uh, yeah, 61 62 seems like they took over the operation. Okay, so, so it like, looks like so January 1960s when Mataram at Moen for so the first let's, time. Let's call it 50 years ago, snowmaking became a thing. So before then, you know, obviously. But it was Mataram at Moen and like the Catskill area, which is crazy. Catskills, yeah. So yeah, now you look 50 years ahead. Is it possible that. Yep, we're right here. Have... Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I want to answer the question. I had a beautiful 19... thought and you just interrupted me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck you. It's a Nine, well, I wanted to answer to the original question. 1967, Hunter became the first area in the world to feature summit to base snowmaking. There you go. So 50 Facts, years ago. Bitches. 1967, Facts. Hunter was first. Hunter Mountain, New York. Number one with authority. Number one. Owned right. by Vail. So snowmaking, 50, about 50 years old. 50 years from now, will there be cold making equipment? Maybe maybe global warming is happening. We're not getting in that debate. Things are warm. I think 50 years from now, you're going to have a whole different demographic. You're going to have shit that's covering the mountain from like sun or heat. You're going to have uh, people putting blankets down like they have, like they're doing now where they're trying to preserve the snow that's there. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be different. What if they have some sort of like cold making equipment where they're able to just make the mountain exactly the temperature they want it to be at all times? If they can control and make snow, why can't they control and make cold? That's true. Could be. You know? Again, much will change in in the next 50 years. In 1980, uh, it was the first area to achieve 100% snowmaking coverage, Hunter Mountain. Look at that. Goddamn pioneer. Fucking Hunter Mountain. Go figure. Who would have known it? Right? See, you do learn something listening to this podcast. Fuck yeah. Despite what mother says. So what are some of the big skiers that not are not part of Epic or Icon Pass? Is like is Steamboat? Uh, Tahoe, Steamboat, are they part of Telluride? No, Telluride is part of Icon, I think. Oh, that's right. They announced Telluride. Um but I don't think it's full. It's like a few days, right? Yeah, I think yeah, there's certain mountains they only get a couple days at. Telluride you get seven days at. See, I like Icon Pass because it really is a, it is a corporation, but they let it uh, individual mountains at individuals, though. They don't buy them out. They're right, not yeah. part of a resort. They just own, collective they operate like a, it's a collective, and they still let them operate as a community. So if you're actually right. a skier and you're really supporting local communities and you don't support the Icon Pass, then you're kind of a dick. I'm just saying. <laughs> or you just really don't understand the economy that well. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, destinations for Icon Pass. Let's see what's on here. I know most of them. Are, um, I'm just seeing what's not on here. If you list. All right. So in the west, we have uh, Squaw, Alpine, June, Mammoth, Big Bear. Um. Uh, Kirkwood is Kirkwood is Kirkwood. Not Kirkwood's part of epic, a, epic. It, it's epic. Yeah. Uh, fucking assholes. 
Um, so they have mammoth. Yeah, so California is pretty much locked down, excluding of uh, Mount Sasha, but that's a small resort. It's a big ass mountain. Obviously, it's a fucking twenty thousand foot mountain, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think they belong to anybody. Keeping it independent. Uh, Pacific Northwest. They own Crystal. Uh, what about Mount Bachelor? Does anybody own that? That that's one that I've been to, which is pretty cool. A lot of vertigo if you go during the storms rolling. Oh in. yeah, right. Uh, ba- pretty- I'm thinking. Oh, I was thinking about Baker because Baker is no. in Washington. Bachelor. That's actually a good one too. That's yeah. actually a good one too. Uh, Mount Baker and Mount ba- uh, Bachelor. Mount Bachelor I've been to, which is really cool. It's unique. A lot of good breweries in that area too. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of like the birthplace of craft brewing. Up in uh, yeah, your Portland. Yeah, uh, there was a Sneak River Brewing Company out there, which is actually really, really good. Aren't they? Uh, also, aren't, aren't they uh, in? Uh, they're in Jackson too, aren't they? Uh, they Sneak? are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my bachelor was in the Max Pass. It seems like. But uh, whatever happened to that pass? To the Max Pass? Did that get incorporated or something else? Oh, Max Pass became the Icon Pass. So does that mean that <laughs> Matt yeah. Bachelor is part of the Icon Pass? Let's uh, take a look here. No. It's not. Only, only huh? Crystal and uh, Summit at Snow Squammy. Yeah, Shannon, Trevant, Winter Park, Snowshoe, Crystal Mountain. The Crystal Herd is amazing, too. It's- See, like all these, all these, see, I love the places that Icon owns. Like, they're just so cool and like unique. Uh, on the east, look, huh. I don't think anybody owns uh, Blue Mountain, Pennsylvania. Maybe that's a very unique one that everybody should go to. That's that's something. There is a blue mountain in Canada though as well. There is, right? There's that a couple is- other weird uh, there's a you know where I want to ski, which sounds funny because it's a shitty, shitty place, but only because of uh uh the movie um Aspen Extreme is uh Brighton. Oh yeah. I, you've seen that movie, right? Of course. So like uh I don't know why I just want to go see that little like shitty hill just to fucking be like ah oh, I did it. You mean you talk about uh, Brighton in uh Utah, right? No, uh it's Brighton, Detroit. Brighton, uh Aspen Extreme. I would I wouldn't mind. Yeah, it's uh, Brighton, Detroit. No. You're not talking Boyne, are you? No. No. Aspen Extreme, Mount Brighton is a national, uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Mount Brighton is... Uh, 25 trails. I thought it was by Detroit, wasn't it? Because oh, that's what... Mount Brighton, not Brighton. Not no, Brighton. it was Mount Brighton. It was like a, it's like a, it's like a small little hill. It's a, it's yeah. a, that, was a whole, that was the whole premise of the movies that oh, they moved out Michigan. to Aspen because of that. Right. Michigan, right? Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, yes, Mount Detroit. Brighton is a ski and snowboarders are in Brighton, Michigan. 230 feet uh, total vertical rise, 230. Nice. Top elevation, 1330. 
base 1100. So, wow, so yeah. if I go to Detroit, I could try to ski there. Nice. Then you could say you did it and you get a hat there, and then you could be like Aspen Extreme and then go to Aspen the next day. Well, and, you know what? This this will make you I'm very happy. A hockey Mount, tournament in Detroit. Let's put it that way. Mount Brighton sold to Vale Resorts. Get yeah. the fuck out. That's hilarious. 2012, baby. Boom. Funny enough, they're part of the movie Aspen Isn't Extreme. Isn't that hysterical? Hilarious. Because That's of hysterical. the rivalry right. between Vale and Aspen. Oh. They're like, you bought your thing. So, wow. That's just, yeah. What a bunch of dicks. Right? Dude, number Vail four. sucks. Fuck Vail. Eh. Fuck Vail. Tampa Bay Dude, Company. I love it, but I got to say, though, fucking, I actually enjoyed skiing Vail. I, maybe because it was the conditions, maybe because the bag bowls kick ass, but Vail's cool. It is a, it is a tremendous I, mountain. I can't, really I can't knock Vail. I had a good time at Vail. I'm sorry. I just can't knock it. Dude, I was, we were there a few months ago. It was fantastic. We had good company. Listen, doesn't exist if I haven't been there. Okay. Really speaking, I don't care one way or the other, man. If there's snow and there's a hill and there's a way to slide down and have a good time, then fucking do it. 100%. Dude, if Mountain Creek was taller, you guys would be there all the time, wouldn't you? Well, that's the whole point. Yeah. not. Fun facts, I've skied down a mountain near my house. It's considered a mountain, but essentially it's not. Central... Yes, I've skied it. Have you really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I hiked it and I skied it you. during, uh, when we, we got hit by like a two-foot snowstorm, like uh, um, a couple of years ago. I mean, a mountain bike there a lot, but yeah, I skied in the Sourlands a few, I hiked up the pipeline and skied right down it. Backcountry, backcountry Sourland Mountain. Brian, remember that yeah, time we ripped down Central Mount- Jersey, baby. Remember that time we ripped down Camp Gaw? It was awesome. Camp Gaw. <laughs> Camp Gaw. You haven't skied until you've skied, skied the Gaw. Seven feet of vertical. <laughs> Don't you forget. Dude, that place you want to take your kids fucking um uh which we call it tubing. It's a place to go. Perfect, right? Yeah. I, I've also skied down my my street. So I went, uh, I hiked up my, uh, I legitimately hiked and skied down my street. I did some legit backcountry skiing in central Jersey here. <laughs> so my my neighbor's house is up like a steep, like little. Right across the neighbor's fucking yard. Right across, his, right across his front yard. It's actually a pretty little nice. steep hill down his front yard. Right down that, down the front hill, all the way down to like the riverside. It was a good like. Probably two hundred, probably bigger than Brian Brighton. Looking at it, and uh, yeah, it was cool. I'll, I'll take it. Hey, you get those turns wherever you can, right? Listen, it was worth. It was worth this sixty foot walk commute. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's just say this: if you could beat the vertical of any legitimate ski mountain, then I think you're you're there, doing all right. I could I could get you more vert here either. by the time you even get to any mountain close by. Yeah, right. Facts. You gotta start with the smallest mountain. Be like, if you could beat Shawnee or or Mountain Creek, like you, you got it, man. <laughs> Why not? I had my little nephew uh, snowboard down my steps from my rear deck when he was like eight. <laughs> nice, <laughs> biggest mountain he's ever seen. That's the only time he's ever snowboarded. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, that's gonna wrap up our main topic here. Um, you guys have any ideas, thoughts, tips, suggestions, recommendations, hit us up, keep on podcast at gmail.com. Under the 
ropes. First off, Beyond Meat is developing plant-based bacon. What? Bacon. Yeah. Uh, you can't have a plant bacon. So I've had I soy bacon. I don't know if you've heard about this whole Beyond Meat thing. They're uh, they're kind of like the Wall Street darlings right now. They they went public a couple months ago at forty five bucks a share, and they closed around two hundred and twenty bucks a share today. I just want to know: Do any of these motherfuckers that work for that company eat meat? Because if you're telling me it is a, uh, it tastes like meat, but it's not for meat, and you've never tasted meat, you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, they have uh, teamed up with Tim Hortons to serve up meatless sausage breakfast sandwiches. Sausage? 4,000 of its locations. So they're like, you know what? We got sausage down. How about we now do bacon? Ah, I don't know. Sausage isn't bad because I tell you what, sausage gives me the wheels because every once in a while you get like that piece of bone in there and you're like, fuck this sausage. I don't want to eat it. Yeah, sausage is, uh, there's a... There's a, slope, there's a wide right? range of acceptable sausage components, let's call them. You know? As they say in Asia, it's a slippery slope. I'm on the fence in this one. Because same thing, it's kind of the same thing with bacon, though, because you can get something like good, really thick cut bacon, which is delicious. However, a lot of the cheaper bacon is like a pain in the ass to cook because the minute you put in the pan, it's automatically already burnt. Like, yep. yeah. It depends. They could do a good and job. Bacon can be standing. Like I've gotten bacon before where it's mostly fat, not meat. And you're like, what the fuck, man? I just wasted my money. You know, like I look at this CEO guy of, of uh, beyond meat in this picture and he looks like a cult leader. And I could, just, I could just see him being like, you know what? Well, yeah. we made all this bacon from circumcised foreskin for baby dicks to make all this. <laughs> like I, like some baby dick. Meat. There like, you go, guys. like where is it? Or like, you know, weird nursing home carcasses and I don't know. Uh, one hour ago, one well, one day ago, Beyond Meat CEO invites Chipotle for a tour of its fake meats. Oof. They are really, everybody's grabbing this guy by the by the non-meat dick that he's not having. Yeah. Uh, dunk sandwich, like everybody's loving this guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's the talk of the town right now. The toast of New York City, it appears. I I think there's a 3D printer in the works right here. Well, I saw some somebody tweeted out. They were like, Beyond Meat now has the value of Campbell's, like Campbell's Soup, who's been around for 150 years and actually has yeah. real products and real revenue. Well, they're like, know. yeah, it's just it's all hype and speculation. But yeah, so they apparently can have their own plant-based bacon. Hey, you know what? If the only it thing this like- motherfucker is known for is writing a book, right? Is that the same guy? I don't know. <laughs> if it tastes like real bacon, that's great. Um, that's awesome. Like I'm in, but I am extremely skeptical. Yeah. Well, bacon. I'm not on board with bacon because this bacon is too meaty. I'm on board with sausage because I tell you what, the fake sausage. I don't like the stuff they put in sausage to begin with. Let's put it that way. <laughs> There's a lot of parts that go in there, and I'm kind of like. Yeah, if if you can give me like veggies instead of parts, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Dude, this is fucked up. How much is a surge? Sausage and syrup though are awesome together. Oh yeah. I'm pro sausage. Dude, I think this is a uh ice juice, another ice juice right ice here. Juice. 
Sausage and syrup. <laughs> Sausage link dipped inside of syrup for breakfast. Well, that's perfect. why the McGriddle was so brilliant. You know, oh, you had the the those little frozen syrup pellets in the waffle itself, and you put the egg and sausage on there. Boom. I've never so I got it. Tell you guys, one of the one of the other reasons I'm living with my girlfriend is because the other day she made pancakes and she put bacon in the pancakes for me. Ooh, it was fucking delicious. Nice. I gotta say it was amazing. I kind of wish they would make some sort of interlocking sausage that was in the same shape as the waffle so it would fit into it. Would you oh, call it like a docking the, waffle? What's that? Docking waffle. Docking waffle, docking fucking sausage. Just docking sausage. That's pretty perverse. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that would be genius. That's just yes, amazing. I'll have the McDonald's Docker, please. The McDocker? McDonald's Docker. It's like a sleeve. I'll make it docker. I'll make it's like a sleeve docker. of McGriddle with a sleeve of fucking sausage. And they put it on the McDocker. The McDocker. Oh, shit. They just serve it in the sausage shit. casing. Dude, <laughs> dude, this is where the fucking... <laughs> the... um. The witnesses came from. <laughs> this is the time. Oh this wow! Time. <laughs> Line up for a McDocker. Docker. McDonald's Docker. Yep. Whew. All right, Mario. Next up. All right, where are we at? <laughs> oh, you know where Hold we're on. at. Hold on a sec. So, and, uh, sex is better. This thing is uh, the nuts story. Nuts. Just the nuts. So, if you eat nuts and you're a man, you're gonna have better sex. Um, is what this new study says, and it's funded by Big Nut. Big so Nut. The Big Nut Cartel is coming out and saying, "Hey, if you want a nut, eat nuts." So they're saying um, that. They did a study in addition to eating raw mit, raw nuts and mixed nuts for 60 grams for 14 weeks. They're saying that they actually had higher levels of nitric oxide, which they have pills for that now, which is for blood vessel, penis, like surging erection kind of stuff. So they're saying it's kind of like a, a little bit of Viagra in nuts. So they say if you need, eat enough nuts, 60 gram of nuts, your nuts will be better. You your nuts will have a better nut. So it's a very meadow too has been a supplement that I've taken like for years for like weightlifting and stuff. It's just a uh, oh yeah, like basically just yeah, sure. I know too. Just uh, basically uh, makes you more vascular and allows blood flow better and allows you, gives you more energy during lifting and everything else. So if you don't want to take any other shit and you want something simple, which is like not too damaging to you, I know two has always been like a learner to keep a moment for like supplements. So if you're like somebody into lifting and everything, like I would. I so how do you take that for lift? Like, what do you take it every day, every time you lift? Um, it, it, it doesn't have to be in pattern. You could take it just like uh, whatever you want. Like uh, you could just take it as a precursor, like a half hour before you left or anything. But it just oh, like okay. literally just uh, makes you uh, just uh pumps more oxygen into your blood and everything else. So it's good so. for even if you do cardio or heavy lifting, anything, right? Yeah. You don't want to overdo it though. Uh, it can give you like those tingly effects. If you're taking like uh pre-workouts or anything else like that, like that make it your skin, like uh, it makes your blood go to like your extremities type deal. 
which yeah. hence is why it's good they got Viagra type deal. But I've never gotten like a hard on while like lifting or anything. How about Although, if you're in a Taco Bell drive-thru and you're looking at a hot girl pour some alcohol down? <laughs> well, then I definitely suggest taking that, yeah. What if she was actually pouring nitric oxide down your throat? Get a what fucking raging boner, wouldn't you? <laughs> Rage against the machine. Rage. Rage Those against. eyes might get weird, though. It depends. Yeah? Listen, listen, I'm a fan of whatever her name was now. Aguilera Aguilera. Uh, so you Aguilera. think Aguilera, you think the the law firm was on on what do you think she was on? You put her on I, retainer. I think it was meth or PCP. That's what I'm my no, she, was just, she was just high and drunk and horny. She was just a normal person, man. She just got crazy she, she that had night. Booze in her system. Yeah, dude. She was a 23-year-old and she was stoned and drunk. I mean, it's not that hard. She didn't she do anything crazy. She just poured booze down the coffee. I mean, dude, I've, I've had exes do way crazier shit than that. Like <laughs> the part of that story, she was in the drive-thru and poured it into like she probably grabbed his ass and just like boom, there you go. That's what they say. In reality, he might have been like teasing her or something. Oh, give me a sip of that. And all of a sudden, like, you know, she just yeah. like, did it. Like, you know what I mean? We don't it's know. Like, like there you go. She might have yeah, spit they, it in his mouth too. She's like, well, Whoa. Here we go. What do we got going now? We don't know. Was was there some apparatus going at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of unanswered questions here. All I know is I'm pro Aguilera Aguilera. And yeah, I'm, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm on her team. I, I, I'm on her defense. I'm just saying that she's a good person. That's, that's it. Right. She's just spreading love throughout the Beaverton area. That's it. She was just trying to share her booze Beaver with town. him. Yeah, Beaver maybe he couldn't. Right. Maybe she thought that he couldn't afford any booze and she needed some. And like you know. Like he just like I mean, listen. If I worked at McDonald's and that happened to me, I would not be calling the cops. Like <laughs> I'd be asking for her number. I'd be like, "Hey, you look like a good time. What's going on tomorrow?" I wouldn't be like, "Hey, Mister Officer, this girl tried to rape me. That's just being a bitch." I'm just saying. That's what you you, you are That's a right. bitch, sir. See, no nitric oxide, too much soy. That's, That's right. That's, what, That's what happens when you drink too much coconut milk. Just a little soy boy Taco Bell. Well, almond. Almond soy milk. Boy taco no, Bell. no, almond milk's good. It's the soy milk. Almond milk makes soy your milk gives you this is gives you man titties, doesn't it? No, that's the soy. Just the soy. Yeah, soy does. Yeah. Almond milk is good for your nuts, apparently, according to Big Nut. According to Big Nut, it's good for you. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot more sugar than protein than regular milk, though. Well, it depends which if you get the sweetened one or the natural the regular one. Oh, you got to drink it right from the goat's titties. My favorite nuts are Brazilian nuts. Though. This thing is delicious. I'm just saying. Brazilian nuts. I don't think I've had a Brazilian nut in forever. They're good. They're good. They're ominous when you look at it. Like, I don't want to open that thing. And then you eat it. You're like, hmm, that's good nut. I like pistachios, but you get the shelled ones. You got to get the ones that are red. I turn your lips and everything red. It's almost I unfair. Like the- because it's like so easy to do that. Just think about it, it's such a pain in the butt to open the pistachios. You gotta like, you know, it takes time and you know you can't eat a lot at once, but you have them when they're out, out of the shell already, you just wolf them down. It's like you're just you're like, hey nature. Go I like it. pistachio ice cream. Like pistachio mm. ice cream with actual pistachio grind it up into okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe with like but 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 then you gotta team it up with like the total opposite with like a black raspberry. You're a bad man. That's like right. That's some good. Sh- that's some good shit right there, right? And then, you dip it, and, and then you and then you dip it inside of the the hardened chocolate. So the hardened shell, you get the outside chocolate shell, 
and then you like just like you scoop in you got the pistachio on one side and then the black raspberry on the other side that's some good shit right yeah, there man. i've got Wait, a, is this uh, is this, a, is this what you get in italy because this is fucking this is great i feel like i'm right nitrous oxide that's system right now that's just the bean of the week munchies Right there. Damn. Pistachio, black raspberry, and just chocolate hard crust on the outside. That's like, what you, you do. have a dessert of the week. Should we have That's a dessert? <laughs> yeah, like this week's dessert is we just throw it in once in a while. Once in a while, just throw it in there. <laughs> the munchie of the week and the bean of the week will have the munchie. This week's munchie. Oh, I like the is munchie. Nuts. Brazilian nuts. Munchie. That, Munchie of the week, then and then we can and then you can get uh like dessert like uh companies to sponsor you, right? Munchie du jour. Yeah. Actually, that was a, that was an article this week. I don't know if you guys caught that or not, but apparently, uh, snack stocks have gone up ever since uh weed has been legalized. Go fucking figure. Uh, I can't make this up. Look like, it up. Google it right now. My computer's off. I Google it up right now. Hasn't like uh, every stock gone up in the last couple of years, except for Deutsche Bank. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the S and P did break three thousand or whatever. Or uh, yeah. Almost everything's gone up. Yeah, pretty much. But they had a they had an article where it was uh, related where weed stocks went up, sort of uh, snack stocks. So, <laughs> just saying, it's possible. Just saying, All there right. might be a relation there. Well, we have one last. Brian's gonna coup de gras this shit right here. This is pretty much, you know, the uh, casual way to heaven of the podcast. This this episode, this story. So now two things. You know, it's like the whole like chocolate and peanut butter together. Who would have thought the great minds at Flesh White and the geniuses at Four Loco would come great together minds to come together. Uh, make one product? Yes, Four Loco has combined with Fleshlight to bring the sex in a can. Now, for those who aren't familiar with what a fleshlight is, congratulations. You actually you are able finally, to... Finally, I've been waiting for you to come together for a long time. If you don't know what a fleshlight is, that means you have a real relationship with real human beings. So you're so good on you. You're, you're a decent... You actually touch humans. Well, if you aren't, and you're a gross person, like some of us here, <laughs> um, a fleshlight is sort of a replica of a... The most intimate female areas in a interesting tube-shaped container that you're able to uh, make love to. So, and for loco, being you're making a lot of noise over there, my man. Frank making his own flashlight out of a can. <laughs> I'm trying to cut a can into. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I, I was making a valiant effort to making one and then making a funny pitch out of it. But <laughs> tennis ball can there, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. So yeah. So uh, these two great companies finally coming together. It's like in you know, the peanut butter and chocolate of. Yep. I was gonna say Reese's right here. Bro, bro culture pretty much coming together and making this four loco times fleshlight sex in a can now available for you guessed it sixty nine dollars. Boom! Great price uh, point. Uh, what, a, what a shocker! I feel like is Rob Gronkowski involved in this somehow? I think I he like is. You know, he's the genius behind this. He make a shit ton of money. 
He's retiring this year, right? He's done. And right? He's done. He's done. Huh. He's sponsoring four local flashlights, man. How many how many weeks into the season is it before Brady's arm goes? I gotta say one. He's gonna last the whole season? 2029. He's got 10 more years in him. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm gonna say week nine, his arm becomes fucking noodly and uh gets picked off left and right and it's over and he retires at another year. Call him. Something's gonna happen. Um ten, ten more years. He's gonna get done. five five more Super Bowls. His dick is gonna break this year. Something's gonna this is the last year, I guarantee it. Five more Super Bowls. He's gonna no get up in a four local fleshlight like thing. His wife's gonna leave him. He's gonna be wrecked. I and think Peter Griffin is gonna fucking sack him. TB twelve. TB twelve flashlight. He's gonna get caught in a little rubby sucky place in fucking Miami just with his owner. That's what's gonna happen. That's gonna be in his career. Well, there you go. That kind of ends the podcast, I think, for this week. On that that prediction. That's the prediction, but well, Frank, we want to thank what you. The, for wait, wait, what is the um what is the logo for this? What is their cat catch tag? <laughs> Would it be? I think it's pound one. <laughs> or pound it. I think it's pound it. Pound it. Pretty bad. Yes. All right. Well, that wraps up the podcast for the week. Frank, thank you again for joining us. It's always a pleasure having you on. Guys, my pleasure. I was happy we kept this one under uh, six hours. Pretty impressive. Yes. Right. Yes. And thank you all for listening. Check us out. Skibumpodcast.com. We got the store there. Buy some swag, support us, subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps. We'd really appreciate it. Check us out on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We are at Ski Bum Podcast, and we are on all your other favorite podcasting apps, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Alexa, all of them. So thank you so much. Are you going to MySpace? Uh, we are working on it. We're working with our uh, MySpace guy. I heard it's the next big thing happening. Get it, it going. That which is old is new again. When Facebook crumbles, MySpace so will be there. Waiting there with open arms. Go on to MySpace. MySpace. Right. <laughs> Blue, Blue Horseshoe goes long on MySpace. Long on MySpace. <laughs> All right, that. We'll see you next week. Stay high, stay fluent. See ya. Peace.